I'm Derek. And I'm George. Never kick a fresh turd on a hot day. Taking <laughs> <laughs> a shot at some arrogant smugness. Come on, man. You're listening to Derek and George Live. Check the tag. We're made in America. My old man, that old man, spent his life living off the land. Dirty hands and a clean soul. It breaks his heart seeing porn cars filled with fumes. Right here on Blog Talk Radio and the YouTubery. Gee, how are you this morning? Yeah, I've got I'm good. Have the hats always been there? No, we started okay. putting them up there because, of course, we talked about it last week. Uh, but today is obviously uh, the NFL draft. Draft. Night. We talked at it. We talked about tonight, right? Something like that. I generally never watch. It but. starts tonight. Uh, the big. I don't know if it's at Radio City Music Hall. That's where it is. Sometimes, uh, big, big to do, to da. Just going to throw this in. It'd has, be a lot more interesting if it was there, and they, uh, yeah, they had the Rockettes doing a little. Uh, they might at the very beginning. I'm not sure. I am not. Dog sh- and Pony Show. Not sure. Get things uh, going. Uh, yeah, yeah. You can get a hold of us at uh, Derek and George at gmail.com you can find us on our Facebook at Derek and George you can find us on our website at Derek and George you can find us on our Twitter at Derek and George (laughs) everything Derek and George just to go back just a second this, this wasn't in the newsreel that we had the news loop or anything but did you see that the NFL gave up its tax-exempt status. I did not. Well, there you go. They gave it up. And who cared anyway, because all of the teams paid taxes anyway, all of the players paid taxes, and all they got was grief because they were tax-exempt. They were a non-profit. <laughs> <laughs> Which is it? <laughs> yes, we are a multi-billion-dollar industry, but not for profit. Yeah. Then they should give their shirts away. Anyway, yes, they did. And today is the draft. We talked about that last week. We will see what happens as the Denver Broncos begin their march to the Super Bowl. 
I don't know if that's going to happen, but it does begin today. Also, a little aside note, throwing in the NFL, read an article yesterday about how all of Johnny Manziel's uh, teammates are very impressed with his work ethic now after coming back from 10 weeks of rehab. Good deal. <laughs> Which is good. So Johnny Football may be on the way back. We do not know. The Cleveland, Bra- Cleveland, the Cleveland Browns begin their march to the Super Bowl. <laughs> That's not going to happen. I'm very, very sorry, but it's not going to happen. The Cleveland Browns are not going to the Super Bowl. You got to make those miracles happen. Also, just wanted to throw a little thing out about this. You don't care about this, although I think you do in a little in a little way. The Tony Award nominations came out. Could care less. I know, but come on. You love Broadway. Tony. Oh, that's Broadway. They're the Broadway. Yeah. Okay. yeah, I. Okay. God, come on, There's man. just so much I really don't care about. There is so much that you do not yes. care about. The amount of things that you do not care about could fill an auditorium. An auditorium. Anyway, they did come out. Oh, I will tell you this, though. My son uh, is getting more and more, as, as he does more and more, uh, of the acting bug and everything, getting closer and uh, getting more and more interested in it. Absolutely fell in love with the soundtrack to wait for it, the Book of Mormon. Oh, absolutely yes, loved uh, uh, with Josh Gad. Uh, of course, he Josh was the very first one to play. I don't know, but we watching clips of the Book of Mormon. You and I have talked about the Book of Mormon before the Broadway show. Uh, great, great songs in in that. Catchy, very very catchy, and so offensive. <laughs> Uh, some very, yes. If, you, if Well, if you're if a person you, that will get offended. Yes. And not... And not take it in the, uh, uh, in, in the South Park what, way. What I enjoyed about the book, and I've always said this, because you and I are both Christian men, and exactly. we, we've been on uh, missions. Yes. Do missionary work. We're not work, Mormon. But, but we yeah. have a... Uh, yeah. there, there has been a culture of, uh, through the... Through Christianity, mm-hmm. of m- moving in or going into another culture and thinking you have all the answers. You can go into any culture, mm-hmm. spread the gospel of the Lord, yes, and everything will be wonderful. And yeah. it's really it stupid. It doesn't happen. If, and if people are dying, they don't have water to drink, mm-hmm. they don't have food to eat. Their ears are not going to be hearing about the Lord. They don't really care about golden plates found in the Americas, right? And 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 that's you know Mormonism aside, any 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 religion that attempts to think, well, you know, we'll push our you know before we understand you is is right. flawed. And yep. I've I've always enjoyed you know in the Poisonwood Bible uh by Barbara Kingsolver yep. was about that kind mm-hmm. of thing just uh What they want and how how they want you to present the gospel to them is to bring them water. But then of course the yes, the irreverence yeah, of, of the, of the, of the South Park towards right. the uh They're uh, Mormon her. by the way. Did you know that? Who's that? The people who wrote it from South Park. I I I I did not know that. They're Mormon. Yes. Hmm. So there's a little okay. bit. Anyway, we got some birthdays that we're going to do, and we've got to do a full disclosure. Absolutely. I I don't. I don't George even like took this. a look at the teleprompter, and 
it was there when it, I sat it, down. It, it, are it, the names normally up there? The names are normally up there. They are. They okay. are. They are well, up there. I, I glanced up there as I sat down. And it just it that's hit, right. So it's not. And it, I think the first I, one that you saw was Cloris Leachman. Yes. And you saw and you saw the number that was. At, I believe it was eighty nine. Eighty nine. So we're going to go correct? on, but it is it is uh, Cloris Leachman's uh, uh, birthday. But here's what we're going to do, Jimbo. Okay. Since he seems to have known, um, let's let's uh, throw it up a little bit, and and we'll skip ahead. Give me give me on the screen. Um, let's see. Give oh, me Terry Gar. No, give me Eve Arden. Eve Arden. Yeah, give me Eve Arden, Jimbo. Today is Eve Arden's. Uh, 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 birthday, and so uh, give me. There is Eve Arden. How old Eve Arden is dead? Now I've switched it because you seem to have known. You know that there was eighties. There, there was an eighty-two and an eighty-three, I believe. So that's well. I am really going fair. to tell you that there are there were other numbers there. Too. Really? Okay. Yes. So and so it's not the it's not the uh, order that you think that it's going to do, but. You, it, it, I will tell you, Eve Arden is somewhere in her 80s, and of course, Eve Arden is not in her 80s anymore because Eve Arden is dead. When did she die? She died in 1990. I, I recognize her, um, but I can't remember. I, it, obviously, from shows uh, and things like song and dance, like in State Fair. I, you know who Eve, Eve Arden, Arden was? The uh, I got her. I got her right now. She's she was the principal in Greece. Eve Arden was the principal in Greece. Oh yeah, and she played on uh, Armis Brooks. What did she play on when I was a Oh, was it uh I don't know. What but, what was she on, Jim, in like the 60s, was late it 60s or Armis Brooks. Ah, there's something else there's I didn't watch that. I don't know. Oh well. But yes, that's where I recognize her from she, on on the movie. Yeah. The uh, Greece. With John yeah, Travolta, okay. mm-hmm. she was the principal. Yeah. Okay. Okay, and when did she die? She died in yeah. 1990. Ooh. And so you know she's somewhere in, in, when she died, she was somewhere in her 80s. But I will tell you. Well, she would be because she was, uh, it, yeah. uh, you know, what, what I'm telling you, I believe Eve Arden was mm-hmm. the, they wrote her into the play State uh-huh. Fair. Oh, Okay. Yes, Miss Arden, the dancers in the State oh. Fair show of the Iowa State Fair of okay. 1943, whatever she would have been like in the 30s. So, so I'll, the, I'll go 84, but I... I now, I, I will tell you this. Since you know a few of the numbers, there is I, no plus or minus two. You've got to nail it. Oh, it's either 82. I, I believe she'd have to be one of the 82 or 83. I'll say 82. It is 82. Oh, it is? Okay. I, now, I guessed that or the eighty-three. Okay, okay. Now you know that there is an eighty-three. Yeah, I do not know. And that's and that's that's Al Lewis. Al, Al Lewis, Lewis is eighty-three. Go to Al Lewis. You'll know exactly who Al Lewis is. Go to Al Lewis, Jimbo, and uh, and and oh, it's Grandpa from the oh, from uh, the, the, the monsters. monsters. Yes. Now here's the one that you didn't know, um, and and go ahead and flash that one to Bobby V. Oh, uh, Bobby Vinton? Uh, go ahead and and and, and pop pop oh, it up wait. here. Wow. Bobby V. Oh, Bobby V. 
Rubber Ball and Every Day. Do you do you know who Bobby V? I will tell I, you, I, yeah, Bobby I've V is him, alive. I, I do now not. you don't know that number. This one is truly a guess. Okay, I'm I'm going. This is look from the just from the album. Late. There's Bobby V right there. Bobby V later on. Bobby V. Now see, I don't know Bobby V. Obviously, a singer. Um, now this one I will give you plus or minus two because you don't know. Okay, I I will go. He was uh, my guess is by that picture. It's yeah, a, it's a late fifties. Is, is that young, the, is that a current? Do you think that's pretty current there, Jimbo? That picture right there of, of probably how old he is right now or. Uh, okay, so, so pretty close. 64. And he's doing some math with his fingers. He Ooh, needs an he abacus. He can't be though. Man, if he is, he looks real good. I'm going to have to to downgrade my math if okay. that's close. I'll, I'll go 73. 72. Woo-hoo! Very good. Now, that was a legit guess. My math told me 70, 70, like 78 or 9, oh, but so I, I was you putting made a- him a little old... I, I think that was more a, a mid-60s photo oh, or like 64 of the, Bobby of the album. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah, now, see, so obviously uh, right around the time of Beach Boys? I, 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 when, yeah, you, when well, you get back yeah, into Beach the Boys, 60s. Beach Boys, you know, Beach Boys. Beatles I think later were, 60s? Be, no, Beatles came early, early, they, they, in, the, in London. See, they came. They did I Want to Hold Your Hand in 63, I believe. Okay. I okay. And and Beach Boys sure. same same breaking out era early okay. 60s. Well, you did very good on that. Thank you. Very very uh good on that. Hey, there is uh we want to update our end of an error. <laughs> yes. How many more days? Well, 600 and in and 32, I believe. 632 days left. Of the Obama presidency and Derek and George's end of an error. <laughs> I really, you're proud fallen, of that, aren't you? I really fallen in love with that. So 632 days. There is uh, some news that I want to hit before we get to our main topic. Maybe. There's a couple. Uh, there's a couple, and and one of them. Mm-hmm. Is and I do this every once in a while. Is an editorial that I I would like. Mm-hmm. You're uh, going to give an editorial. I am going yeah. to okay. give an editorial. I will sit here and look pretty. Uh, it's what I do. Best. And I want and, and and I mentioned this in the editorial, and I will I will read my editorial, and I I, I mentioned this, but I mm-hmm. want to make sure that you are distanced from this. These these editorials are mine. They are not. Uh, George's. Uh, so, and and I have not shared this editorial with you. So, those of you who are watching, those of you who are listening, do not connect George uh, with it. But last night at the East Otero School Board meeting, I addressed the board and shared with them some growing concerns I had afterwards. Many of those in attendance encouraged me to share these words with this viewing and listening audience. These concerns are mine alone. They are not George's uh, or George's thoughts as he has not heard them, nor are they necessarily the ideas or viewpoints of anyone else associated with our numerous shows here on The Road Less Traveled. 
So that's the basis. That's the that's a disclaimer. That's the disclaimer and okay. the basis. Okay. Of, of 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 what right. happened last night. Yeah. And so I got up and I shared these words with the board. I do not represent anyone else or any one group, but I am sure that the concerns I have are most certainly shared by others in this community. And by this community, I mean our local community of La Junta, Colorado. Even though my family and I have received personal threats warning us against speaking out against the board, I felt compelled to share my thoughts, and so I did. And these are the words that I shared with our school board. Our school district is at a crossroads. We have just lost a superintendent, and we now need to replace her with an interim. We need to decide the direction of each of our buildings as administrator positions are discussed. Over the next few months, positions will be filled and changes will be made, all under the purview of the board and all within its right to do so. Change is not always bad, and it is not change that causes concern for me. It is the manner in which the change takes place. For the past two months, I have heard stories and rumors, innuendos, and yes, gossip regarding the actions and future actions of our school board. These murmurings, I believe, are fostered because the transparency that is supposed to exist between a community and its school board has become cloudy. Executive sessions are the watchword of the month, and while I believe in any board's right to enter into executive sessions in order to protect the confidentiality of itself or an employee, I also believe that those executive sessions can become a barrier to a community understanding the thinking of its school board representatives. Just last month, the school board emerged from executive session only to vote down a motion to renew our superintendent's contract. Again, well within the scope of responsibility of the school board. But before that vote was taken, inexplicably and without shared reasoning, the board violated its own school board policy that states, all voting shall be by roll call with each member present voting aye or no alphabetically. Perhaps the board decided to violate its own policy so that one individual could cast the deciding vote. Perhaps it chose to do so so that other members wouldn't be put in a position to have to cast the deciding vote. Either way, the individuals at that meeting, the community members, the people that the, board, uh, the school board represents and whom the board is ultimately responsible to, was left wondering what had just happened. For a people to understand its representatives' actions, those representatives must share their thinking. And while catchphrases such as, there are things I know but cannot share, are sometimes true, they cannot become a reasoning in which to continually hide behind. And while it is the responsibility of the community to seek out board members, it is also the responsibility of board members to ensure its community is well informed. It isn't always as easy as find me if you want to know something or sit closer if you can't hear. We as a community want to believe that our school board is doing all that it can to further the education of our community's children, both in word and deed. And while that indeed may be the case, it's hard for us to know because we cannot see what they are thinking. They have to tell us. Perhaps then understanding might be fostered and a damaged relationship between board and community might be repaired. As in all things, perception is reality. And right now, the perception is one of decisions made around breakfast tables and board members exacting their pound of flesh. Deserved or not, this is the way this board is perceived by many 
and it doesn't have to be this way. If the board truly wants to regain the public's trust, it can provide greater accountability and transparency with a simple step. Start by communicating its, to its constituents about the votes they make and why they make them. That's sure. what I said. There you go. Well put. And so I shared that. Hey, I, I got a question for you yep. while I'm thinking of it. We we discussed this as far as the executive session. Yep. Uh, I the, checked the vote that we did. When does that uh, go into taken. place for the state of Colorado? It, it's already in full force. Uh, I checked it. That is only for collective bargaining. It has nothing to do with personnel decisions or anything. Oh. Uh, hmm. A board cannot go into it. Huh. But the thing about our school board is it got rid of the master agreement, so it does not do collective bargaining. Huh. So that's that's my commentary. There, huh. there is no uh collective bargaining. I shared that with the board last night. People afterwards uh shared or their thoughts that perhaps I should I should uh I think that was well put. And so that's what I shared, okay. and so that will continue on. We'll keep you updated on this. Uh, we're going to change just a little bit, uh, and we're going to go to break here in, in so many minutes. I'm flipping the Ask George question up here because it's mine. Okay, I'm going to give you some time. We're, I'm, I'm go, we're going to read this. Uh, but, Jimbo, uh, I've got a question for George. So I'm I'm going to... Uh, is this your question? It is my question. So, um, it, well, it's a shared question. It's kind of a of a thought. So, Jimbo, uh, oh, that's right. I forgot my. I forgot that. I forgot that story right there, Jimbo. Thanks for uh, bringing that up. Before we before we get to that, um, it, this kind of goes along with it a little bit. I know how you love government. Yeah, just love it. <laughs> I don't know if you are keeping up with this at all. What is that? That is Lamar High School's symbol. Lamar High School is... Oh, the is Savages, a, sure. The Savages. Uh, and, and Lamar High School is one of the schools in the state of Colorado that has a mascot uh, not well-received. By who? Many people. Oh, I don't know if you followed it or not, but the state of Colorado, out of the how, out of our house, which is democratically controlled, uh, voted out a bill that said that a committee that was being formed and was part of the Indian Affairs Board, they were going to look at every mascot in the state of Colorado for the high schools and determine whether or not it was offensive. And of course, Lamar High School savages. Uh, was at the top of the list. It went to the Senate, which it, it our, our Senate, which is um, Republican controlled. It did not pass. I'm curious what you think about a bill such as that. I think it's all stupid. <laughs> if you haven't got things better to do than talk about mascots, go home. Go to your normal job. Good grief. But you're not an American Indian. A Native American. I don't care, and I'd say most Native Americans could probably care less about this. It's a minority of them. Now, we had this on a broader scale, national scale. Where does with it the end? How about, let's see, 20 miles from here, there's the Los Animas Trojans. 
Now, I could take that two different ways. Sure you could, and it has Oh, it's taken. offensive to me. <laughs> My child goes to a school. He's, his mascot's a, a, a condom. A condom. <laughs> Let's uh, outlaw condom uh, mascots. We'll, but it, it, we're it's only the doing stupidest thing in the world. Abstinence-only mascots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Los Animas abstinence-only. Good grief. So I will say all of this, well, and the the thing with the Washington Red, it, it's all it's just ridiculous. We get, we, a, get a get a life. If you're we, offended, uh, too bad. I don't care. Well, it did not pass, and of course, some of our colleges have done. Adam State changed theirs. CSU Pueblo, I believe, changed theirs. Um, remember, change your mascot. Remember the it used to be. Uh, now they're the Wolf Pack. Thought they're the Thunderwolves. They're Thunderwolves, but they haven't always been the Thunderwolves. Remember when they were? Remember when they were uh, Colorado? Uh, let's see, what what did they used to be? University of Southern Colorado. Remember? That, I believe that their well, mascot. We, what was their mascot? I don't know. I'm gonna look that up. But but maybe. I, well, I don't know if they changed simply because they went to CSU Pueblo. Um, but I'm gonna check that out. I think it yeah, used well, to mascots, be. Yeah, well, mascots. I don't care if you want to change them, to, but to change them because people are offended, I don't. Well, big I, deal. If people I'm gonna are, look that people up. People get offended over everything, so. They, that sounds good. We'll do the question right after the break. But um, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm gonna look now. In this whole thing, I don't know how many. I I haven't looked at all of the schools, so I don't know. If this is a pervasive problem or something to form a committee, or if it's, it was just they looked at Lamar High School and said, "Hey," but that was the whole thing that that now the and and they were they were attaching it that schools are funded by the government or funded by state government money and and by golly we're going to control we're going to control the the mascot that you have now is savages. Offensive to you, the Lamar High. Now it's hard for us to say because Lamar High School, and we should probably say this with full disclosure, is the uh, number one. Um, I'm not going to say hatred. Uh, no, what what is it? It's a uh, great rivalry. Right, that's the us. word I'm looking for. And rival. They, usually beat they are the biggest. Years. I would say the biggest rival, and always have been. Of La Junta High School, and so uh, our our uh, our answer might be a little bit tainted, but in my opinion, if they want to be the Lamar High School savages, I guess they get the, the opportunity to be that. What if they were the Lamar? What if what if there was a new charter school that came out that they were the Colorado Springs terrorists? I don't have a problem. That's the dumbest name, but what? Yeah, I, I don't know. There is a little thing inside of me that would love just the poking fun of making Lamar change there. That just as a rival, you know what I'm saying? Just a little bit of a poking fun of hey, you got it, aha! But Mm -hmm. I have not looked. It will be interesting. I got married in Lamar. You know that? Did you really? Uh huh. 
Not at Lamar yeah, my, High School. My though. wife, <laughs> my wife graduated there. I did. I know to, she did. I like Lamar, and so if they want to keep their logo, I think they should keep their logo. Well, that just makes you a traitor, mm-hmm. a big giant traitor. That's yeah. all it makes you. Mm-hmm. Your love of Lamar sickens me. It 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 sickens me. But. It's okay. <laughs> you know, there was a kind of a slang for savage in the late 60s, 70s. I did not or, know that. Well, I was barely born. If you're making fun of someone effeminate or whatever, you say, oh, he's such a savage. Really? A savage. Is that what they said? So you could look at What this. was the matter with I you people in the 60s? Is, uh, then that's the way they said yeah. it, Jimbo. Come yeah. on, man. What was the matter with you people in the 60s? What happened? What happened with you people? We were groovy, baby. <laughs> yeah. Groovy. No, so <laughs> it could be offensive to effeminate or every, a different lifestyle. I think savvy, everything. Savage. <laughs> everything. Everything's offensive I love to everybody. The I, so I don't. I love the list, but they're just a tad. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's, I still hate it that you like Lamar, but that's okay. You know what? I have I have many people uh, who I know in Lamar. That's as far as I'll go. <laughs> no, I know many people in Lamar. I don't I – am, I will say this. I'm glad the bill was defeated. And, of course, it was defeated by a Republican Senate, and so we will get all of the blame and none of the glory. Anyway, interesting – I'm sure this is not over. It is, it is not over. But there are two things I'm curious about, and then we'll go to break. One, I'm curious about – and I'm going to look this up – how many schools in the state of Colorado actually have a mascot that has something to do with a Native American? I don't know that. You would think – since we are Colorado, since we are part of this four corners, since we are connected down to the Southwest, because we have a pervasive history of, of Native Americans. What's the definition of a savage? A savage? I don't know. I'll look that We'll look that up. Can we up. look that up? We're going to look the that up over Webster break. Webster Dictionary of a Savage. Of a Savage. Uh, we will look that up. And the second question is um my guess it has nothing to do with any native american or anything else a savage would be a crude ruthless uh son of a gun <laughs> crude ra- would you, you just you, you just a shut of a gun, John? We're going to take well, a break. That's right, Stumpy. Yeah. When we come back, we are going to have the Ask George question. I'm going to ask you a question. It's going to be in connection with a quote, and then we're going to move into something that is going on right now in our country. So stay with us right here on the other side of the break. You're listening to the Derek and George Live Show right here on Blog Talk Radio. If you watch a game, it's fun. If you play it, it's recreation. But if you work at it, it's golf. A golf course should aspire to generate as much energy as it consumes. And four miles north of Marion, Indiana, is a golf course that does just that. 6,690 yards of pure energy. Arbor Trace Golf Club is a course that's beauty is matched only by its bite. A course that can test not only the steel of one's nerves, but the metal of their irons. 
It's a course for the beginner who desires to learn the game as well as the player who is ready to challenge it. So whether you're looking to play just for the fun of the game or the opportunity to work hard on it, Arbitrace Golf Club is the course for you. Give Arbitrace Golf Club a shot because in golf, the most important shot you ever make is the next one. Hello to all of Derek's listeners. Thanks, Derek, for giving me time to share my heart's passion, encouraging cancer, long-term illness patients, and their families. Gilead is an outreach that encourages over 2,400 people in 38 states. Our goal is to bring hope and help to those on the journey through the unknowns of treatment, family stress, and spiritual questions. One such story is Eric, whose senior year in high school was interrupted by the cancer that he was diagnosed with, interrupting a three-sport high school year. It changed his life and his perspective. Today, Eric's family oversees a foundation helping to find a cure. We're currently in our 15th year. would love to have you as a partner, either as a volunteer or a gift financially. Look for us on Facebook at Gilead Ministries. Stay connected to what matters most with high-speed service from Seacom. For the home, we offer access where you need it most. Whether you're looking for high-speed Internet or an in-home voice package or both, Seacom has your house covered. Send emails, download music, and surf the web with the fastest service in Southeast Colorado. Our two-way wireless connections offer download speeds of up to 15 megabytes, but with a fiber connection, the sky is the limit. For the business, Seacom offers voice plans, broadband internet, BSL, and Ethernet circuits. Our fully integrated Metro Ethernet platform segregates your data traffic logically at the switch, avoiding the latency of multiple routers and quality of service overhead. With only a single router between you and our nationwide backbone carriers, you really will experience the Internet at the speed of light. We also offer point-to-point data links to connect all of your business locations. And if you're looking for carrier-grade data transport or dark fiber, look no further than Seacom's extensive privately-owned fiber network. We own and maintain our own network with more than 1,200 miles of fiber and growing throughout southeast Colorado. So whether you're looking for dark fiber, for cable, a dedicated corporate network, or carrier-grade data transport. Seacom has the answers. Visit us at seacom.net or call us at 1-800-657-7149. Seacom, world-class communications right in your backyard. approached country musician Colt Ford to produce an energy drink, they knew immediately it had to be as real and authentic as Colt himself. Knuckle Energy's southern-style sweet tea is created using a traditional sweet tea recipe that has been passed down in Georgia from generation to generation. Using a southern tea blend as the basis, as did the Ford family and many others, what Knuckle Energy has created is a product that has a fresh, light lemon zest with an energy supplement. To make this product as authentic as possible, Knuckle Energy has crafted a product that is 100% American-made, just like Colt Ford. So at the end of the day, if you find yourself lacking that energy that you need, don't knuckle under. Chicken and biscuit. Knuckle up. Knuckle Energy drink. Find it at a come-and-go convenience store near you. You're listening to Derek and George Live. On the road less traveled, Blog Talk Radio.
Welcome back to the Derek and George Live show right here on Blog Talk Radio and the YouTubery. Before we get into uh, the Ask George question that I have uh, for you, the Ask George question comes from me. Just wanted to let you know uh, that on tomorrow, Age of Ultron comes out. Now, I don't know if you're a big Marvel fan, but Age of Ultron comes out tomorrow. And I'm particularly excited because of the voice of Ultron. Mm. James Spader is the voice of Ultron. Oh. He of the Blacklist. He yeah. of the Blacklist. Great voice. And and he just uh, he, he always he, yeah he sounds great and I love. Well, that's it. just savage, man. That's uh, <laughs> which <laughs> we. The break, we found it. Yeah. Savage does not have any, a term to do with anything Indian racial. It's primitive. Savage, as an adjective, means fierce, violent, and uncontrolled. As a noun, chief in historical or literary context, means a member of a people regarded as primitive and uncivilized or barbarian, a wild man. As a verb, it means to attack ferociously and to maul. Right. And What's, if that doesn't describe the loss or the Lamar savages, by golly, I don't know. They're just savages. They kicked the crap out of Lahana and just about everything. Beat us the other day in baseball, nineteen to one. Yeah. It, and it wasn't as close as it sounded. And it wasn't as close as it sounded. <laughs> just unbelievable. Anyway, go see Age of Ultron. He get just uh, okay. James Spader comes out and he talks about how we were originally created to to be peace and he says they look to the sky and see hope. <gasps> I'll take that from them first. Okay. That's that's oh it's just a great line. Anyway, we're going to get to the Ask George question. Uh, and so this is a question. Uh, Jimbo, play the clip. Uh, I've got a question, question for you. I've got a question for you. This question comes from me, and it, it, and it is in connection with a quote from Martin Luther King Jr. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Martin Luther King Jr. And he said this, But it is not enough for me to stand before you tonight and condemn riots. It would be morally irresponsible for me to do that without, at the same time, condemning the contingent, intolerable conditions that exist in our society. These conditions are the things that cause individuals to feel that they have no other alternative than to engage in violent rebellions to get attention. And I must say tonight that a riot is the language of the unheard. That is an excerpt from The Other America, spoken by Martin Luther King Jr., March 14, 1968, mere two or three weeks before he was assassinated in Memphis, Tennessee. Baltimore, not too many nights ago, was on fire, which uh, I did not know that back in the 60s, there, Baltimore caught on fire and there were riots in Baltimore. Obviously, um, with uh, the the death of the individual um, after um, the incident with the police, Baltimore went crazy. They actually played a Baltimore Orioles game with no one in the stands. Yeah, I like that. I thought it was really cool. Yeah. 
it uh, I, I'm curious what what you think. And my ask George question is, how do you reconcile with what you feel has gone on in Baltimore, has gone on in Ferguson? We'll we put those, but Baltimore is the latest with those words of Martin Luther King Jr. How do you how, how do you how do you look at what Martin Luther King Jr. says that that violence is 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 really actions of the of the unheard there this is the way that that they feel that they can be heard with what went on in, in Baltimore just a few days ago well the preponderance of what i've heard is the majority of the rioters were young teens 14 to 17 so what teenager yeah doesn't feel unheard most of their life right so uh but they don't they don't act out like this they don't they, yeah I mean, well right. this is this is just uh there's no protest it's just uh it's criminal thug behavior that's all it is uh i was glad that our president came out and said just that this isn't this isn't protesting this is burning people people's building down over 200 buildings burned down 200 people arrested yeah do you know what uh major musical takes place baltimore's the city no the hairspray oh yeah really so maybe next week there's a there's a song in hairspray jim uh, called uh, good morning baltimore uh-huh. da, 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 da. Yeah. yeah maybe we can do a good morning good morning baltimore <laughs> uh anyway it's uh no it's 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 just incredibly sad and the the leadership there in baltimore i think has to uh the 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 police department's new motto come down from the mayor is uh it's they're changing they're they're painting the cars as we speak as we speak. instead of to practice to, to protect, protect and, and serve, serve yeah. it's to sit and watch to sit yeah because yeah. it's it's just property so oh let's let these kids vent and uh let them uh, you know the burn pro- and and let's not anybody get hurt. Jimbo shared a, a, a political cartoon or a societal cartoon uh, that came, and Jimbo, you were saying that came from the Chronicle Tribune of Marion, Indiana. Uh, this this morning was it this morning, Jimbo? And it is a picture of a small little child and a thug of some sort with his pants uh, halfway down to his crack. Carrying a flat screen plasma TV <laughs> that says, To the little boy, I burned your neighborhood and looted your stores so that you can live in a more just and fair society. You're, You're welcome. welcome. <laughs> and, and, and that's well put. It's, yeah. uh, uh, my, my thoughts on what Martin Luther King said is... Uh, I think things need to be viewed in the context they are in and in the time frame that we're in and the uh I know in in, in no way can you equate what is going on now with civil rights unrest if you do that's just a really warped perversion of yeah. of any kind of logical thinking 
And I'll tell you why I put this. I, I, I came across this, this picture on Facebook. Um, and it, I got to be honest with you, it bothered me because, well, because to attach these words, to try and use these words of Martin Luther King Jr. in context with what just happened in Baltimore is wrong to me. Yeah, it, it is is a misrepresentation of what Martin Luther Martin Luther King Jr. because what happens is now you somehow equate that what happened in Baltimore that Martin Luther King Jr. would have wholeheartedly approved and he would not have. Well, and in general he didn't uh, approve of any any violence. violence. So it, it you know rioting has each one has a personality of its own. Yeah, absolutely. A, it's uh, you know it's it's like a wildfire. It can have a different cause of of starting, and depending on the the elements about, uh, uh, you know, different fires are going to burn different ways, and and it's the same thing with a riot. It's and that's gonna have and this was no more. And it, you know the the problem I had is in there's no instance in life. When you disregard trying to stop destruction, right? It you just that mayor giving a stand down order to the police, which she, I, she's apparently kind of hedging and denying. Uh, uh, obviously, the police were no police department in the world looks at that and backs off. You don't do that. And but that's what we're by very, that's where we're at now because it, because there is this belief of well yeah there's been talks oh it, we should demilitarize the police right. and get rid of their right gear and stuff like that. you got to be insane yeah try that and see what happens that's just unbelievable uh, I that's just idiotic to me to even to even suggest that course of action to me is absolutely. Um, but I want to go back real quickly to, to Martin Luther King Jr.'s words at the end of, of that quote that says, I will have to say tonight that uh, a riot is the voice of the unheard. Uh, what scares me so much is that, at, like always, I think, or what is the the ongoing or growing belief is that we, we are now somehow morphing all of these things together that just like you were saying that somehow the struggle for civil rights is 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 justified now in the burning and the looting and uh and we've talked about this before we've talked about it with folks and really takes away from those individuals who are legitimately trying to address and have a discussion about actual civil rights that are being now time will tell what happened with this individual and his death as it will with all of of these either shootings or or deaths or this this whole idea of black lives matter fighting police lives matter uh and and I think what gets lost in all of it, 
and by the way, absolutely loved the mother. Who did you you saw that, didn't you? Did you see that? Mm-hmm. The mother who saw her son and went down and she beat was, the crap out of him. Ticked she off. She was hot. She was a teacher. It wouldn't surprise me. She said, "I recognized my son's pants." Came down and and just <laughs> get you gave him butt, the business. Get your butt home, and that's that's what happens. We and that is my fear is that we have slid into this idea that this is now okay. This is what we do because you know what. The, you, here's what happens. If we make a big enough stink, if we burn enough things, if we steal enough things, the police are just going to back off. And and like the political cartoon that we have behind us right now, I will walk away with the giant screen plasma TV and somehow believe that I've just contributed to living in a more just and fair society. Yeah, it's really going to help. Uh, the businesses right now are lining up there to... Uh, oh, exactly. How oh, can we get into uh, Baltimore, Baltimore right now? And uh, surely, yeah. we, surely there's some openings in some of the storefronts that would uh, absolutely um, to be able to to go because that's where business wants to be is Baltimore right now. So, and and I do not know. Uh, well, I do know what what was needed, and she whapped him good. Yeah. Every one of those little punks needed an Adrian Peterson to get out yeah. the switch. Yep. And, and to, lay a little wood on their backside. Yep. And, uh, yeah, and that's I, my opinion. I, I applaud them. But, uh, but we are allowing as a society, I, I think, uh, we are allowing as a society individuals to co-opt, to hijack to borrow inappropriately lessons from the past, in this case, Martin Luther King Jr.'s words, to somehow justify what they're doing. Now, if you, and if I were to go to the individual, I'm sure, if I were to go to the individual who posted this, I am sure that that is not what they were trying to say. I, I'm sure that's not what they were trying to say. I'm sure what they were trying to say was that there is a a growing concern in our society that that the conditions in which certain individuals live uh, is becoming unbearable. And because it is becoming so unbearable, this is the only way they feel. Which no, it, it's it's which an, is, it's an excuse to cause havoc. You don't see any rioting over the fact that ninety percent of the black deaths in Chicago, the South Side, are caused by other blacks. Where's the rioting there? Is it okay for a black to kill a black? Who cares about those people? The, the, why the murder rate's wide open. Why doesn't a black life matter when a black life took that life? Right. It, it, it's, no, it's a bogus excuse to cause problems. Yeah. And, and that, that really upsets. It really bothers me that, that that discussion is even, that we are attempting to justify that. It is lunacy. 
It is idiocy. And and I understand that life is hard. I get that. Um, we've said this before. Two, where we sit, two white guys. I, I I totally understand that in America today, racism exists. It always has. It always will. But yeah, I think if the, I was an owner in Baltimore, I would uh, being a white man. Yeah, in Baltimore, I would definitely feel that racism exists. Sure, against me. Yeah, but the, but the, the so thing, it's it's both sides. But the thing is this: um, true uh, true racism, as defined by racism, um, can't exist against white individuals. It can't exist against a majority. Um, I would not be a majority in downtown Baltimore uh, as a business owner. Yeah. And we have just turned everything on its head. And so my question for you, George, if if, uh, I can throw another one in there, is this. And I've asked you this before. How does this turn out positive? Not Baltimore. Not Baltimore at all. What's the next step? How does this? How do we? How do you? How do you stem the tide of this? What? What? What do we do so that there? So that Cleveland isn't next. So that whatever isn't next. So that the next death of a black man at the hands of a white policeman or even the police force doesn't lead to the the burning of. Akron or the burning of Nashville or the or is there no hope is this does this play out is this the pendulum swing in society there, today there's, there's little hope for me because you don't you don't see it in much of the leadership uh, so if you're in the leadership what do you do you tell people to take responsibility for their lives the government isn't here to provide you a job the government is here to protect you, which they absolutely did not do the night of the looting. The one job the government has to do, they failed at. Now, it is not the government's job to provide you with a nice house, to provide you a job, to provide you anything. Get off your tail. Anybody in America, whether you're poor, you're red, you're white, you're a savage, you're purple. You have an opportunity to get educated and make something of your life. If you don't want to do that and you want to continually rely on the government or some other entity to define who you are and what you can be, then there is no hope. Not sure if that's what you were listening for or that's what you wanted, but by golly. So I I see little hope of, you know, the problem is the family. We need more mothers that will uh, love and go down on the street, go down and beat, you know, (laughs) get your kid off the street and tell him to hit whatever, but start parenting. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they're, they're just. It, it, it's the mentality that 
everyone else has brought on my problems. And when you buy into that, there is no hope. And so... And for those of you who are listening, I'm sure that you have a a number of of different views, and I'm not sure whether or not that's the story that uh, you wanted to hear from George, but by golly, that's his story. I'm sticking to it, baby. Yeah, baby! Sticking to it. We're out of time here on the Derek and George Live Show. Uh, I, I'm very interested to see this will this too will pass, um, um, but it will continue on somewhere else. If you have a question for George, you can submit a question for him. All you have to do is go to derekandgeorge.com and hit Ask George, or you can email us at derekandgeorge at gmail.com. We'll pick yours. If we pick yours out of a hat, we'll read it on air. George will do his best to answer it. You can find out a little bit more about Big G and all the love that he has for the government. (laughs) (laughs) So we want to encourage you to listen to us every Thursday morning, 8 a.m. Mountain Daylight Time, right here on Blog Talk Radio. So for everybody here at The Road Less Traveled, everybody here at Derek and George, for Big G, for myself, for Jimbo in the producer's booth, we want to thank you for listening and encourage you and remind you, no matter where you are at in this beautiful country that we have or around the world, at some point in time, the sun is going to shine. And here at Derek and George, we remind you, sun's out. The guns are out. <laughs> we'll see you next Thursday. That's it. We'll shine. <laughs>